Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Harley's Hot Seat, where we're going to talk to people about their passions, and I'm really excited. And today we have one of my best friends on. Her name is Talia. How are you doing, Talia? <laughs> you called me one of your best friends, <laughs> but I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> awesome. Well, Talia, I've known Talia for th three years now. Oh, you better answer this right. It's three years, and one thing that I learned about her is she is super passionate about about all things Disney. It's true. It's true. That's yeah. what we're gonna talk about today. I'm a child, and she <laughs> looks twelve. It's I great. do look okay. I've gotten sixteen late, so <clears throat> in your face. Like a full face of makeup or not? No, like like bare face. I look, people have been like, oh, I think you're sixteen years old. And I'm like, I'm twenty, but <laughs> thanks. Nate, you know you'll be fine. You'll look good when you're like seventy-seven. Oh, I know I will. So let's just start from the beginning. When did your passion for all things Disney start? I don't know. I know it started when I was really little, like before I could even remember. But there was a time when I kind of, I guess, toned it down. And that was around middle school because, hey, everybody just wants to be cool in middle school, you know? I don't know. After middle school, I kind of was like, you know what? Who cares? I'm just going to be myself. So then that's when it kind of picked up again. But I think I've always had uh, a love for Disney. That's fair. That's fair. I relate to you change yourself slightly in middle school to fit in. And then yeah. you say, screw this. I'm just going to go back to being normal. Like, it's just not worth it. You know? Let's talk about some of your favorites. Who's your all-time favorite Disney character right now? Oh, character? I mean, yeah. See, movies different than character, but I mean, I always gotta go. Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with for character, not movie. But I gotta go with Stitch. Why Stitch? I, cause I mean, I like dogs. I love dogs, but so he's kind of like a dog. You know, he's one of those characters that really grows over the movie, and we really see it since that's one of the focuses of the movie and like how he, like the good behavior, bad behavior. So I'm gonna. Ooh, it's such a, that's a hard question. I'm not going to lie. Because now all these other characters are up into my brain and I'm like, ooh, I just pick one. So we're going to actually say no comment to that because I can't pick. There's too many good ones. She said that question was too hard hitting. I'm not going to answer it. Fine. You know what? We'll I, move I on. really did. I said no. <laughs> I said thank you next. I swear, if this podcast is just full of Ariana Grande references, I'm going to end gonna it. Happen. It's going to just be like Ariana Grande, Zendaya, and Beyonce, and there's nothing you can do about it. Let's talk about your favorite movie, then. Your favorite Disney okay. movie. The Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney movie of all time. I watch it when I'm sad. I watch it when I'm glad. I watch it when I'm mad. Oh, that's a lot of emotion coming from you. <laughs> really is um yeah it's my favorite I think a part of it probably has to do with the fact that it takes place under the sea and like I've always had a special connection why am I gonna say special as if it's I feel like I've always had a connection with water I've always been fascinated with it I don't know it just doesn't really scare me that much like it might some people didn't you swim during high school I did swim during high school for I think a year and then I was like I want to focus on art <laughs> so I did are you excited for the live-action Little Mermaid? Yeah, okay. Here, here, let me take a second to rant. So at first, I was upset. I was upsetty with my spaghetti, okay? Because um, I understand what Disney is trying to do with being more diverse and being more inclusive with their casting. 
but that doesn't mean to make Ariel black. That's what I'm saying, okay? When people of color say that they want uh, more diversity or they like they want a black princess, they don't mean, oh, let's take a princess that already exists and make her black. We mean we want a black prince, like we want Princess Tiana, we want another one and stuff like that. And this is coming from me who, <laughs> me myself, I am half black and half Japanese so it's like they're trying to please the minorities but in the sense they're kind of making them it just seems kind of lazy to make just like revamp a character as diverse and I understand they're trying to like what is it what's the word like they're trying to make things better than it was before improve yeah I guess they're trying to improve on everything that like they did in the past before which is fine but don't do this this is not the way to do it and then I saw some fan art of her as the Little Mermaid, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a... No matter what, I'm going to love the movie, I think. I'll give it a chance. But I think they should have stuck to the original design of the character, because just, no. No, it's just just kind of lazy, you know? How do you feel about the other live-action films that Disney has, try- has tried to make? You know, like there was Cinderella, we had Beauty and the Beast, we had Lady and the Tramp. I love Beauty and the Beast live action and animated i think a lot of people are torn between the nostalgia versus the new when i think people think that they have to pick a side when in my opinion it's just you can like both so i love both there's the nostalgia so we'll take beauty and the beast for example there's the nostalgia of the animated film that you're always going to know and love but then it's also like there's a bit of excitement with the live actions and i think people trash them for no reason I will admit, I love The Lion King because Queen Bee, <clears throat> she said spirit and I said I'm here. Anyway, I do realize, like, I think people's criticism of that movie is valid, where it feels like a National Geographic movie rather than a Disney movie. But at the same time, there was so much that went into that movie, and it was crazy that they even made it look like it could be National Geographic, despite the fact that it's completely computer generated. I love them, and I think people shouldn't be torn between two. I mean, we live in a world where we have both, so why can't we like both, you know? I think so. I've I've mm-hmm. enjoyed the live-action movies so far, and I'm excited to see the future ones that they do. I'm excited to see how they're going to do Little Mermaid with water. That's what I'm, ex- I'm most miss about her tail, because I hate when mermaid tails look stiff. And that's mm-hmm. just the one thing I don't want to happen. They did the live action one where Queen Latifah played Ursula, you know, mm-hmm. like a freeform one. And that was okay. Yeah, I think there could have been more, less of the animated movie and more of the, call it, the live spectacular aspect, I think. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But I think other than that, it was extremely well done. I'm excited to, because you know they're going to do this with more of the classics they have mm-hmm. out. So it's going to be exciting, especially because, you know, we grew up on the animated and now we get to see people in real life and you're just like, wow. Yeah, no, it's very much like, like there's always magic tied to Disney and it kind of just makes the magic more attainable since it's like, oh, like I'm not an animated person, obviously, but I can see an actress or an actor like bring that character to life and it makes it a little more real. Um, But I guess in making it real, you lose a little bit of the magic, but I mean, I don't care. I love it all. It's true. It's just great. It's just great. Speaking of magic, let's talk about the parks. Oh, wow. That's crazy how it segmented into that. It's crazy. It was almost (laughs) like it was planned. It was written out. Wow. (laughs) So I myself have only been to Disneyland and I've been 
four times and it's been great every other time you have traveled internationally when it comes to the world of disney see what parks have you been to um i have been to did go to disney world i don't know which park exactly because i was too young to realize once but i don't remember enough to talk about it and i've been to disneyland in tokyo and disney sea in tokyo numerous times what do you think are the main differences between the parks here in the States versus the parks over there? I think what Disney tries to do with each of their parks is like, I think no matter what the Disneyland of each country or state is going to be relatively the same. Like it'll have staple rides like, you know, Splash Mountain and Space Mountain and stuff like that. And then I think the like California Adventure and Disney Sea is where they try to break apart and make it like kind of exclusive. I know for Japan, And I know Disneyland has been, I mean, sorry, California has been working more on this, especially with California Adventure. It's a lot more organized, I want to say. There's kind of like how in Disneyland in California, there's Fantasyland and then like Tomorrowland and everything's in, it fits where everything is. They do that as well, of course. And then with Disney Sea, it's more things that are focused on the sea. Um, So for example, my favorite part, (laughs) obviously, they have built Atlantica from Little Mermaid. And it's like a, it's low-key a kitty area, but I don't care. And it has like an indoor park. There's even like a movie theater that plays a portion of a live Little Mermaid show um, in it. And they also have like, it's not really a playground, but it's more like, kind of like they built scenes from the movie and you can like walk in and explore everything. I just think there's just a difference. In Japan, the main difference I would say is more the merchandise because Japan is very cutesy and they like cute stuff regardless of what it is I love Disney so there's also a lot of effort put into the parks that make it very realistic and they're also like different I don't everything's different because it's a complete different culture so they have to adjust to that culture for example if you went to California Disneyland like a staple that you have to get is the churro you know in Japan the thing to get there is like popcorn and they have numerous flavors of popcorn, like from like curry to strawberry to soy sauce and butter, garlic shrimp, like stuff like that. Um, and then they have these like novelty popcorn buckets that I have been collecting for years, even though my mom gets upset at me because she's like, when are you ever going to use them? And I'm like, I can't use them because you say they're too difficult to clean, even though I said I would wash them. It's very much different. I feel like that question might be easier to answer if you have, like, specific questions on, like, rather than just talking about the park as a whole, like, oh, like, rights. Like, I mentioned merch is different and stuff like that, but. Speaking of merchandise, oh, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this. Your favorite piece of merchandise that you've collected? Oh, oh, Lord, Jesus. Well, all the merchandise that I have from Disney isn't just from me going there and buying them. Like, I've gotten gifts from there as well so that's difficult because mm-hmm. then it's like gifts have us like more sentimental to me because they work rather than just me buying it but i mean i have disney spoons i don't think you understand they're dessert spoons and they have mickey mouse on them and only i'm allowed to use them i'm very very specific i don't know it's very it's that's a very difficult question but i think it would have to be i believe they were from disney sea where they're like sake glasses, and they have uh, Mickey on one and Minnie on the other. I think that would say the number one, because I don't drink them with sake. 
you know. <laughs> but um, my grandma first got them back when she we would take her to Disneyland and stuff like that. And then she kept it for years until she moved to a nursing home where then I'm kind of taking care of them. So I guess if I had to say, like, I kind of also consider them like an heirloom. So it's that's probably why it's the best. But then I also have this burger pillow that's, you know, that's pretty great, too. How often does Disney play a role in your day de- in your daily routine routine? I think every day, um, even if I don't mean for it to, I'll talk about it at least. One of my dreams, just kidding, my dream is to work for Disney, hopefully Disney Studios in any way, shape, or form. Um, this is a job outside of a park because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I treasure the park experience and I feel like maybe working there would kind of like, you know, kind of like you want to treasure it as a guest. We miss to one day work for Disney in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> but so I think that's why it plays such a significant role in my life on the daily since it's something I eventually want to have as a career. So I kind of try to keep updated with everything that's happening with Disney, especially when it comes to film, not necessarily with Imagineering or something like that. Um, but especially towards film, I try to keep that nice shit updated. When did you decide you wanted to be a part of the Disney family as a career? I would say probably not until early college and late high school. Because I guess I just never thought like it was possible. Uh, I've known I've always wanted to work in film ever since I was in sixth grade. But Disney just seems so, so far, you know, it just seems so out of reach because it's it's Disney, you know? But then, you know, once you learn more about it, you're like, okay, there are certain ways that I can really, like, maybe put a foot in there, hopefully work there one day. So I think I started taking it. It's always been a dream. That's that's fair. That's pretty fair. I mean, going into college, you're like, ooh, you got to figure out what you want to do with your life. And you're like, well, I eat, breathe, and sing Disney. Speaking of being able to sing Disney, let's talk about Disney. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can hear you, but I won't. <laughs> Sorry, what was your question again? Let's talk about Disney soundtracks. There's oh. lots of movies being, you know, all of these new movies with epic soundtrack. One of my personal favorite soundtracks is the Guardians of the Galaxy films. 100%. Okay. 100%. But okay. if I had to do like, you know, OG Disney, like we talk in Princess. I think Little Mermaid has. Oh, oh, I that touches my heart. Princess and the Frog has really good songs too. Though. Oh, Princess and the Frog has great. So I think that's such an underrated movie that people need to watch. Just saying, Doctor Facilier is my favorite villain of all time because he just has swag. He does have swag. I'll agree. Mm-hmm. But what, um, you, but what is it, your favorite soundtrack? That's difficult, but it's it's hard between two of them. It's between Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid because I don't know. Every whenever I hear the first piano, it's like that's like I start crying. So I mean, <laughs> but that's also the same with the opening of The Little Mermaid. So that's I think. I'm not going to pick between those two, but I think any Disney movie with Alan Menken as the composer is 
gonna have a good soundtrack regardless which is why i was so happy to hear that he was going to be working on the live action beauty and the beast as well and and the live action little mermaid that's coming with lin-manuel miranda and i was like oh god that soundtrack is gonna be crazy good but i mean yeah i think alan nenkin loki saved disney okay just saying let's talk about your experience with the real life singing voice of Belle. Oh my god. Yeah, that was the crazy night. So <laughs> I have to thank Carly for this one, not gonna lie. She's a real MVP. Do you want me to like actually explain like the night yeah. or just okay. tell the um, story of how you cried in the middle of the mall? At wow, a- are you are you trying to call me out? So we were in Vegas and your friend was over and visiting and we decided that we would go to dinner. I don't know, just walk around some properties, I think, on the strip. Mm -hmm. So we ended up going, I think we parked at Caesars, right? Was that it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then they have this, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but basically they have this uh, art store there that's full of Disney art from different works. And every time anywhere... Because they used to have one down in Town Square, too, but it went away. But I would always make my mom go in there and we just look around. But too expensive for me to buy, so I would just be sadly looking around, wishing I had money to buy it. So we were just like, I'm like, oh, I really want to check out this store. It was not a beef. You know, it wasn't yeah. unusual for me to want to check out the store. So we're just walking around and then I noticed there's like food laid out, like snacks. And I was like, ha, that's strange. They don't do that. We continue walking around. I spot the um, the paintings that are done by Paige O'Hara. And I'm like, by the way, that's done by the voice of Belle. She paints them. I guess she got really into painting after like Disney and like stuff like that. Little did I know, probably less than five feet away from me, she's sitting there. <laughs> Why does that look like her? So then I looked at the recent picture of her because I knew what she looked like during like the bell times and stuff like that. It was her. It was her. And I started crying. I started panicking. Um, I remember Zenora was like, girl, if you don't calm down. Kaylee was like, go talk to her. And I was like, I literally cannot talk to her. Then this security guard came up. Um, wasn't really a security guard, but just more, obviously he was there for protection. Came up and was like, do you want a picture with her? I'm like, I don't think I can stop crying. I don't think y'all understand. This was like snot coming out of my nose, dripping down to the floor crying. So then we like go out to take a picture of her and she's like, oh, you're crying. And I'm like, well, okay, obviously not that mean, but like it was a shark tear that I was crying. I was just freaking out. And I was like, I just love Beauty and the Beast so much. And I never expected like to ever meet any of the voices of any Disney film. And it came as such a shock. Um, I guess I really touched her soul and her heart because she decided to give me one of her paintings for free and signed it for me and like put some glitter on it, which she called some Disney magic. And then I we walked away and went to Margaritaville with me crying the whole way and freaking out. I think I was shaking a little bit. Then we went back a couple months later because <laughs> we figured out that since she lived in Vegas, she would occasionally go to those art, the art uh, store and be there to sign stuff and for people to meet her. So I decided to get one of our good friend Chase's birthday present from her because he his favorite movie is Beauty and the Beast. She remembered me because she remembered me as the one who cried. So I'm like, I left a mark, you know, so. Your tears stained. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, we have a whole video. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> That'll be the video I post when I decide, yo guys, come check out another episode. It's yeah, just it's gonna- just me. I'm like, me too. 
Yeah, and I would say that's probably one of my most prized possessions that I currently own, that painting. So cute. Okay. I know I am. <laughs> we're going go to we're gonna go back to the beginning, and we're just going to ask the most basic question that I should have asked at the start, but I didn't. But why do you love Disney so much? That's a good damn question, because I don't know how to answer it. Um, I really don't know. I think it's just more, everything's always happy. If it doesn't even if it doesn't start happy, it always ends happy in uh, the world of Disney. And it also just has magic and princesses and princes and true love. That's probably the main reason. True love. I like to believe it's out there, everybody. I really couldn't tell you. I just do. <laughs> and I feel like that's for a lot of people. Kind of just touches your soul and your heart. I meant your heart. <clears throat> uh and stays with you i guess i don't know and it's always been there like i can rely on disney to be there when it's not even a person oddly enough if you were to be a disney character based on personality who do you think represents you the most well we discussed this a few days ago (laughs) well when i went to disneyland there's like this little what do you call it i guess this little quiz that can take part that tells you which disney character you are and i got lilo and at first i was like that doesn't make any sense especially because my sister got rapunzel and i'm like i'm way more creative than my sister why didn't i get rapunzel and then i thought about it and it made sense because lilo's a child and i'm a child at heart at least but it's very much I think Lilo can be difficult but deep down she cares a lot for her family and Stitch and even though she may always be late to things I'm not saying I'm always late to things I'm always (laughs) like she still cares enough to actually show up and she's also got a crazy imagination with the whole touch controls the weather and then she also has scrump so like I don't know I just I'm pretty I fit it pretty well because I feel like I'm kind of weird I'm trying to be humble here when I... I'm very weird, and I feel like Lilo is too. Kind of like you don't typically fit in with what's popular, I guess, or what's, I don't know, cool. But she's okay with that. She's like, I'm just going to thrive and be myself. I think Lilo is unapologetically herself, and so am I. So I think that's also why. I fit. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, say nobody has started their Disney journey at all. What okay. movie should they watch first? That's a good question. Hmm. I would say it really depends on the person, I think. Because I'm not going to show someone who doesn't care about dogs, Lady and the Tramp, you know? I'm not going to show a cat person, Lady and the Tramp. I'd rather show them Aristocats. So I think that depends on the person. That's my tough. Mind saying, my mind went to you have to watch Peter Pan. Like, I don't know. I was just thinking Peter Pan. I'm not going to lie. We have our heading, and then it goes into, like, all the trailers of different Disney Yeah, movies. I know. that's a, And it's also, like, Tinkerbell can start it. Like, it's really t- I would say my main two that I'm, like, are, like, the iconic ones are Cinderella and Lady and the Tramp. Because Cinderella has a dream is a wish your heart makes, and it has the castle. But at the same time, she's kind of basic, so I don't know if I want to show that to people, you know? I mean, you're not wrong. She, she kind of is basic, but that's bo- yeah. that's beginning of Disney creation, you know? Yeah, it, I mean, Snow White was the first full feature, like, princess movie. So, like, but also Snow White's so, mm. <laughs> I don't like Snow White. I'm sorry. I don't, um, yeah, that's a good question. It, it really would have to depend on the person, because um, I would hate to show them something that, like, they're not interested in, or, like, another movie would have been better. Lion King is a good one. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. That's a good one. I feel like you can't be mad at Lion King. I mean, you're going to cry during Lion King. Yeah, but it's so, like, it's so good. That's true. And, and then they made it. And I'm just like, yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, Lion King might be a good one. I'm looking at my movies right now. So like, yeah, I think, yeah, might be Lion King. Where do you think you are when it comes to seeing every Disney movie? Oh, are you I like think- 75, close to 90? I would say, well, with Disney Plus on my, are we talking like strictly animated movie? Disney as a whole, man. Ooh, then I'm nowhere near close to finishing. Cause that's, that's a, even just like the Disney movies, not even talking about Star Wars or Marvel or anything. That's, I have a lot to work on, but like, like even with Disney animation alone, I feel like I have a lot to work for. Like, I'm not going to call myself the perfect Disney fan and I've watched every single movie. I hope one day to watch every single movie. Um, and Disney plus will help me with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm nowhere near close. Nowhere. How long do you think it would take a person to see everything done by Disney? Like, that's like a couple of years. That's, I would say, I don't even know. I really don't know. But I would say probably maybe more than 10 years. Like, and that's like, that's your number one priority in life. Well, we've come to the end of my questions. And now we're going to see if Talia can take a quiz. Oh, Lord. Question one. Who was the only Disney princess to have a tattoo? Pocahontas. Correct. Question two. There are two Disney princesses who become royalty throughout their marriage. Who are they? Belle, Cinderella. Correct again. Wow, it's crazy. It's as if I'm saying. How many tentacles did Dory's octopus friend have in the movie Finding Dory? Oh, I want to say it was, I want to say it was seven because I want to say like he didn't have because uh, octopuses have eight tentacles right so i feel like he had one less and that's why he was kind of he was kind of weird is that your final answer seven is my final answer are correct yet again wow that one was i didn't really know the next question what's the name of the daycare where the characters find themselves trapped in toy story three can i get the options for this one because i hate toy story i don't hate it I just, it's not my favorite. Happy Days, Rainbow and Sunshine, Sunny Side, or Sun Sides? I think it's Sunny Side. You are correct. I remember Sunny. Like Sunny Side Eggs, I think. (laughs) How many, if you get this question wrong, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. How many daughters does King Triton have in The Little Mermaid? Is this including Ariel? Yes. And she has seven. I mean, he has seven. Sorry. You are correct. Seven daughters, each for one of the seven seas. Um, I know this song. It's like, um, I don't want to sing on it. There's a Quata, a Tina, mm-hmm. Arista, Adela, Adarna, or something like that. Drina. Uh, yeah. And then there's what? How much did I name? Five? Yeah. I said Aquata, Arista, Adela, Adarna. And then I think there's an Atina. Alana. You already said it, Tina. Oh, damn. I thought I already said Alana. Because there's a song. There's a song in the beginning that helps me remember. And then there's Ariel. Alright. Which was the name of Maleficent's pet raven? Diablo. Pretty. Wait, wait. Hold on. Can I get options? That was a little too fast. I'm not going to give you options because you got it correct. Oh, yay! (laughs) Okay. Final question. This is two or Final question. <sighs> if 
Mickey Mouse was not the first cartoon character to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I feel like he was. I can't think of anybody else that might have, like, beat him. You're saying he was the first? He was the first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You are correct. He Whoa. was star on November 13th of 1978. Yeah, I don't know the dates and all that, but, uh. That wraps up today's podcast. Talia, thank you so much for taking the time and talking about your passion for Disney. Thank you for having me. Of course. From We talked about movies, music, parks. We even got to test your knowledge. So thank you so much. No, you don't have to thank me. This was very fun. And it was nice talking to you. We can do it again. It's great. Next season. Next season. Well, I'm already invited back. That's crazy. Thank you again for everybody who took the time to listen to Harley's Hot Seat. I've had so much fun creating these episodes, talking about people and their passions, trying to inspire others. If you feel like you have a great passion or know somebody who would love to be on the show, feel free to message me at rj98 on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And follow her on Instagram. Yes, feel free to follow me on Instagram, H-A-R-J-A-E-98. Also follow my friend Talia on Instagram at Taliqua. Well, that's my private account. So Talia at that Etheridge is fine. I mean, I follow Harley, so you could find me there. T-A-L-I-A, you know. <laughs> there we go, guys. That wraps up another episode. Thank you so much. And... I look forward to sharing the next episode with you guys later. Bye.